Um, here we go, man. What's going on? This is Jay Ellis from Nick Time Show. Here, give me that Nick's talk, just for Nick Time. I'm here with my guys, uh, Ryan and G's in the building, the Latin Assassin, the Escobedo, and you know, we're just gonna get right to it, right? The Knicks lose to the Heat in game four, 109 to 101. And I know these guys are gonna get into the stats and the facts and the breakdown and all that stuff, but I, I just want to start off the show by saying, you know. The Knicks, the Heat, you got to give them credit, man. You got to give them credit. The Heat are an experienced team, and their experience showed today. It was, it was a tough game. It was a rough game. The Knicks fought. They fought They fought their tail off. They fought their tail off. We was in this game. Even though it looked like it was getting outplayed, we were in this game for the entire game. But I feel like these. this is one of those types of games where the pain long-term for us might be good for building this team because you know they, it's it's funny this team this heat team has bam out of bio they have jimmy butler and they have a lot of role players nobody's really extravagant on that team but they're starring in their role and they've executed their role um perfectly and in our team we have a lot of talent a lot of young talent that are still learning to perfect their role and i think to me that experience and that perfection that they've grown over time started to show today. Uh, and um, you got to give them credit. You got to give them credit. Um, but, you know, I'm also the Knicks, the Knicks fought, man. The Knicks fought. They, this is probably the best game they've played all series. And we still came up a little bit short. There's still certain things we have to clean up. And I'm pretty sure you guys are going to talk about it. Um, but you know what? Um, it hurts. It definitely hurts to lose this game in Miami, considering we are right there. We had good contributions from from Grimes, from Jalen Brunson, uh, from R.J. Barrett. We had some some frustrating things happen, but we were right in the thick of it. But um, we're gonna talk about it, man. We definitely gonna talk about it. Is we down? Definitely down, but not out. But uh, we, it's gonna be a long climb, and uh, it's looking bleak right now. But you know what? These these tough times are what my teams in the long term. I, I, I still saw some things I liked, and hopefully. Even through some of these the painful losses, we take something from those losses and we build, uh, build it uh, to another game. So, you no, know, let's talk about the game, man. Um, uh, what's going on, Lee? Lee, man, I'll start with you today. What do you feel? Uh, how do you feel about the game? The good, the bad, the ugly. What do you? What's your thoughts? I learned during the Carmelo Anthony era not to overattach myself to a nick, whether it's a coach, GM, or player, because I got into a lot of drunken arguments at bars with some of the people I love the most, including my dad, on the merits of Carmelo Anthony, whether he was a superstar, whether he was clutch, um, whether he could be a first option. And after, it was just, it wore me out emotionally. Mm. And I told myself, I'm never going to do that again. So now I try to bring a balanced approach to every player, whether I, I have an affinity for them or I don't or head coach or GM, I try to stay neutral and not necessarily have a love or a hate relationship uh, with the guys on this roster. That way I'm able to critique as objective as I can. There's always going to be some implicit bias there, but I try my best. Yeah, Tom Thibodeau has been rightly outcoached. But I got to say, man, 
the fire Tibbs crowd is some of the most obnoxious, disingenuous, annoying people on Twitter. I it, stopped. It, it, I, 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 I stopped. I stopped. I, I stopped congregating. I just boop, check out. Comes, you can just feel the hate. It's a, it's a personal vendetta against him. And I've asked multiple people now, you know, on my way home, trying to figure out what would you have done differently? And I haven't had a single response thematically how they would have coached this game differently than Tom Thibodeau. I actually thought Tibbs coached a good game. He did what I wanted him to do. I think the one thing I wish more of is more Deuce McBride. I wish Deuce McBride's minutes would have been between 18 and 25, but he played him. He gave him a shot to see what he could bring off the bench. And yeah. he starred Quentin Grimes, which was my number one adjustment I hoped he would have done, was to put Grimes back in the starting lineup. His heart has a certain personality that leads that second unit, especially yeah. now that IQ was not playing. You really need that personality off the bench. And Grimes is a better shooter and a better glue guy offensively. He doesn't need shots as after shots, but if he's open, he'll take it. And he's the best three-point shooter on a team for a team that has very poor spacing. Tom Thibodeau has been outcoached in every single capacity in the series because the Knicks have the more talent, but the Heat are more disciplined, more intelligent, and more cohesive on the yeah. offensive and defense, defense side. But who do you replace Tibbs with that outcoaches Spo? Johnny Bryant's getting swept. Any other name that you have out there, any other free agent, has either suffered mightily this season, like a knit nurse who lost the team and got fired, or Mike Buddenhoser, who failed to spo and dropped in the first round. Thanks. There's no guy out there that you replace Tibbs with that gets us out of this round because that team is too well coached, have too much continuity, they're too high IQ. He's got undrafted guys out there drilling threes, playing team defense, and not missing a single rotation. Tibbs is not perfect, but right. the answer is not firing him and hoping that Johnny Bryant wins your championship in two years. That is a short-sighted, ridiculous point of view. But the man is flawed. The fact that Tibbs is now 0-7 when he's down 2-1, that is a sign of a not elite coach in the postseason. He's an elite regular season coach. He's a winner in a regular season. He's above average, and well above average in the regular season. But in the playoffs, he's average his best. If you can't come back 2-1, you don't have that, that necessary instinct to adjust on the fly and be able to do what you need to do to change the direction of a series. So there's good and there's bad. Is it's I always go back to coach coaching versus personnel, right? But to me had way more personnel than we even had to get beat the way he did. Um they have the Bucks have better defensive uh guys on their team top to bottom, and the Heat averaged 125 points per game. Um they playing the Knicks and they scored this is the highest they scored. 109 points. So um, for me, when I'm looking at this team and looking at the way Tibbs has played, I do feel like Tibbs has been outcoached, yes. Today, I don't really feel that he's been outcoached. He's kind of, it's like you, you don't have IQ, so you're playing Brunson 40-something minutes. You, you put Grimes in there. Um, I don't think there is much differently he could have done. I don't think, like, I feel like everything we needed him to do today, is what he did, we, the ball moved a little bit more, even though we couldn't shoot shots. Um, you know, Grimes started. Uh, the, like, the defense was a lot better. We just couldn't get rebounds. And I think that was a product of just being gassed and um, those guys hitting threes and us being out of position. So I don't think he, I don't think he got out coached today. I definitely think maybe that second, third game, 
yes. I can say, yeah, I can see Spolster's name on it. This game, I can't, I can't, I can't say Tibbs got a coach. I can I do feel like the experience of Miami, though, is really shine shining through. Like if we have Grimes fast forward, if we forward, if we fast forward Grimes progression next year, where Grimes is a better defender and a more reliable three-point shooter, it might be a different team. If we Fast forward, like, uh, you know, IQ from this year to next year in the playoffs when he takes his lump, he might be better. Those guys have been to playoffs already. Those guys have done th- done it already. This is why I was more confident fighting against the Cavs who were green because we were also kind of green. So, you know, I, I don't blame everything on Tibbs. I look at it, okay, this part I feel like Tibbs has his his hand in. But you know what? The Heat um, have grown, and they're better too. And even Bam. Bam is better than he was last year. You like Bam this year? Bam last year was isn't gonna be as aggressive. Bam last year isn't gonna be hitting those those mid range like he did this year. So, uh, it's, it's personnel, it's experience, and but it's not all tips. I'm sorry, Ryan. I know you haven't spoken in a while. I know you want to get your stuff off. Um, honestly, I don't have a lot to say. Um, the Miami Heat are a tougher team. They're a more physical team. They play with way more effort. Yes. And they have experience on their side. I think people have to take into account that they have Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and even the role players on that team. They're battle-tested. They've already been in these kind of situations before where whereas us as opposed to the Knicks players, a lot of them, this is their first time in the second round. Mm-hmm. So they're just getting exposed to this type of playoff intensity. So I think this is going to be a learning moment moment for these young guys going forward yeah. into the future because they're going to be a perennial, a perennial playoff team with the way the roster is set up at the moment. Um, but besides that, like, if you look at the stats, like both teams shot well from the field, almost shot the same, this almost shot, almost shot like the same, the same percentage from three point range. The Heat were a bit better. They hit 13 threes and they hit nine threes. Rebounding, again, this is a, this is usually a metric that the Knicks usually killed the opposing team in. They got out rebounded by nine rebounds. Yeah, that fourth quarter, the Heat were racing to every. Loose ball. I think the Heat. I think the Heat had like six or seven offensive rebounds in the fourth quarter by itself. Even though I do attribute it to maybe the Knicks being a bit gassed and they just didn't have the energy to get to those balls. And the, and the Knicks rot and the Knicks rotation was kind of stretched out a bit just for the simple fact that they didn't have IQ. So you had guys playing more minutes, more minutes than they than they usually would play in a game. And then on top of the playoff intensity, you know the guys were probably tied in the fourth quarter, but. They were just out hustled tonight. And, you know, like Lee said about the fire Thibs crowd, like, honestly, I thought Thibs could do I – th- I thought Thibs did everything he could. Like, I don't really have an issue with Thibs coaching tonight. It's just that, you know, what can you do when the team you're facing is just, you know, like you, you cannot coach effort. Like, the Heat were just quicker to lose balls. Yeah, they they were the ones who got the second chance opportunities. Mm-hmm. The Knicks again, like 
I do think if the Knicks three-point shooting was better, they probably would fare better in this series. Mm. But, I mean, Coach Dibbs can't get these guys to, to knock in threes. Like, he can't make these guys shoot the ball and get into the basket. Like, that's not Dibbs' fault. Yeah. We're missing open threes. Like, Did you see yeah, the threes that the Heat made? Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. The threes that he made, they weren't like, oh, you know, we we just we just didn't close out. No, they consistently for like two quarters were like clone Clay Thompson. It was just like, yep. what do you do? And I kind of, I'm, I kind of almost are kind of proud of the team because usually when that happens to teams, they get demoralized and they stop fighting and they stop closing out. But they kept closing out. And they kept trying to close out. It just is just the rebound. The rebounding issue became too big for me. And now usually that's what happens when you when a team shoots a lot of threes. Those long rebounds uh, are kind of a little bit unpredictable. And then when you're scrambling as a defensive team, you're out of position a lot. So that it it, it kind of hurt us. Those those threes kind of like you notice a lot of those threes were just foul line and extended rebounds that we missed. So we have to clean that up. But uh, man, we're learning, man. We're learning. We're we're right there. My my only thing is, we if we had this type of game last game, maybe it would be a little bit different because I much rather the feel and the flow of this game than what was going on last game. You know, with the ball movement, like Brunson had thirty and eleven assists. I don't think Brunson's gonna have like a many thirty eleven assist games where he loses. You know what I mean? Our big three had over 20. It, our bench still seems to be an issue. Obi only played five minutes. Uh, IQ didn't play at all. So we're, we're kind of thin. But, you know, the feel of the game, the game plan, I feel like was it, it was solid. It was solid. Yeah. I feel like Bam, you know, pushing the pace more, um, got Bam off of Julius Randle because Bam pretty much locked Julius Randle up all last game. I feel like pushing the pace more, Got him, got banned to be on Mitch and be on other people sometimes. And Randall was able to get into the post and post up Struce and whoever, and they got the ball moving that way. Like I, I, we had a solid game. We we did a lot better executing this game than we did last game. The the Heat answered the bell. They did. They just answered the bell. <laughs> so what, what can you what can you do? What can you do with that when they answer the bell? So you you tip their hat off. You tip your hat off to the Heat. You lick your wounds, and you go into the next game, and you try to uh, replicate the same thing, and hopefully, you know, the home crowd gives you a little bit of juice. You hit some threes, you get some stops, and hopefully, you turn this thing around. That's what you can. That's what you. That's what we can do at this point. <laughs> yeah, there were some. There were some bright spots. RJ Barrett definitely a bright spot. I, I think that Jalen Brunson, while he was. Inefficient for the majority of his season and obviously hobbled. I did like the amount of heart that he showed to play injured um, and continue to try to battle and get in the paint, even though Miami was building a wall um, to collapse in, in the post when he was driving in. I like the fortitude that he had. He really did try to put the team on his shoulders in crunch time and delivered, but it was just he was outmatched. It's really hard to try to, to counter three pointers with two pointers yeah. and trying to improve his spacing which I hope we talk about uh, this offseason with the starting five and the bench needs to be priority number one because Tom Thibodeau is not going anywhere. I said it from the beginning of the season when I hate him at his highest that he will he will finish out this contract. 
this team seems to care too much about continuity to disrupt it enough to fire him and elevate Johnny Bryant. They might elevate Johnny Bryant when his contract's over, but he's not going to be fired, and he shouldn't be fired for losing the series, in my opinion, which it, honestly is probably going to surprise a lot of people because who the hell is going to outcoach Eric Spostra? Yeah. They had the best coach and the best player in the series, and when it came down to it, they end up having the second best player in the series too, in Bam Adebayo. Not just because of his scoring, his offensive rebounding and his playmaking in the mid range destroyed us. Yeah. Their open three point shots are primarily on Jimmy and Bam playmaking and that mid range opportunity when that drop coverage happened and he had the freedom of space to find anyone who was cutting the basket or wide open for three. That's just the way that yeah. that's his strength, and we, they played to that strength. So Tibbs ain't going nowhere. You just have to hope that we give him things that counterbalance the negatives that he brings to the offense and opens up the spacing for our guys at RJ Barrett and Jalen Brunson. That's, that's the thing, yo. Like, it's like, um, I, me, I'm still putting my money on Grimes. I know people, people, you know, they, they see one year and they think this is who this player is. We still have to remember some of these guys. Well, this is, this is Brian's birthday. right? How, how old did he turn? 22, 23, 23, that, that boy, 23 years old. All right. Uh, Grimes is going to be fine. He's going to be a three-point shooter. T- today, actually, he shot 42% from three, you know? So he's going to be fine. That That's going to turn around. R.J. Barrett, actually, three of five from three. Pretty, pretty good. It was really Randall, you know? It was really Randall and Jalen Brunson, the guys who we leaned on who didn't really make threes. And I believe with... I believe if Jalen Brunson had more... Time to rest. I think he would hit those threes later in the game because you play forty-four minutes and the way the way Brunson was getting thrown to the floor every play and not getting foul calls and stuff, like you can tell looking at him when he shot the ball, there was no legs on his shot, so it, it was a wrap for him. But all that stuff is going to come. All that's going to come. All right, but I don't know. You can keep this short, short, man. I don't know unless you guys want to add anything else. I, I I really think the team, Leon Rose, needs to improve his spacing in his starting lineup. Most importantly, because if you look at the Heat's roster, where they're constructed, yes, they hit a lot of off balance threes from guys that have been you know didn't wouldn't necessarily have gotten picked up by any other team in the NBA, as they have five undrafted guys in their ten man rotation. But uh, the majority of it is because of a space that Kevin Love brings at the five. And we right now don't have that guy. Isaiah Hartenstein is not a three-point shooter, no matter how he was advertised. Yeah. Mitchell Robinson can't shoot a three in a real game scenario. And Randall and Obi are too streaky to count on them in a small ball situation with Randall, which Tibbs won't even play anyways, or really at the four. They've been too streaky all season, especially in the postseason, that we need to make a decision on Randall or Obi as the future of the power forward. And I said this in the chat went wild before the playoffs, but that that's going to be a discussion that I think the front office has. I'm not advocating either way. Mm-hmm. I just think that everyone on this roster with the exception of Brunson, if the right trade comes along, should be available. I don't think there's anyone untouchable. With, with Brunson's probably the most untouchable, but if there's a package for Steph Curry, yeah, you make it. But I think everyone else, we need to really prioritize shooting because that's where the NBA is trending. 
And right now we're trending against that with the way this roster is being built. There's potential with Quentin Grimes becoming a knockdown shooter and RJ Barrett is becoming an improved shooter. But those are not the guys you, that you can depend on to really stretch the defense in the starting unit. It needs to be additional improvements made in this roster and hopefully a person up front that's a knockdown veteran playoff experience guy who can just help stretch the defense from the four or five spot. That's a very tough conversation to have because usually those not down shooters that you speak of are usually role players, usually. And uh, for us to have the spacing, um, one of those role players would have to take place of, uh, as you're talking, a star player, whether it would be Julius Randle or, or, you know what I'm saying? So that's a very tough conversation to have or, or a very tough equation to solve um, in an offseason, in my mind. So it, like so it's 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 rough that's a rough like i know we definitely need it i know we definitely need three-point shooting um but that's going to be an interesting problem to solve without a major shakeup. yeah and i do want to add this one thing because i do agree nick staff they do need to concentrate on shooting in this offseason if they can but I think what people also have to take into account is, you know, we do have shooters on this squad that kind of underperformed in the playoffs. Like, Grimes is a good three-point shooter. And, you know, besides tonight, because tonight he did, he did shoot pretty well from three-point range, but overall in the playoffs, he's been subpar. The same thing with Quickly. Quickly's a pretty mm-hmm. good three-point shooter as well, but Quickly's been subpar as well. So could you imagine – how this series would turn out if those guys were actually playing like themselves in the regular season, we probably wouldn't be down 3-1 right now. Yeah, It would probably be a whole completely different series. So I think we have to keep that in mind as well. Yeah. Those two, those two guys, you know, they're still young, you know, learning experience, you know, being in the playoffs and things of that nature. So you would hope that as they mature, they'll, you know, they'll get used to the pressure of the playoffs and play better, you know, in, in seasons down the line. But yes, like I do think that if there's some way for the Knicks to pick up a shooter and, I, and not just any type of shooter, like a veteran shooter who can play defense and also doesn't shy away from the big moments and actually can knock down those big threes, I think the Knicks should make that move for that type of player because they definitely do need somebody who can not, who, who they can depend on that will knock down the big three, especially in those big situations. So... I, I mean, you know, like JL has said, you know, it's a, you know, it's a talk for the summer. It's, you know, if I, I think for the Knicks to make that kind of move, they definitely would have to be a shakeup. But, you know, you just have to wait and see. But the team definitely does need shooting going forward. Yeah. I started off saying that, you know, the Miami Heat have veterans who start in their role. So it's like, oh, these shoes are shooters and I've been through the lumps and now I know how to shoot with pressure in the playoffs. So, yep. so when I so when I'm saying we might have more talent per se, but they're still kind of like underdeveloped talent. Those guys you speak it of and Grimes and quickly next season, they might be more on that level or close to that level of uh, I'm a shooter in the regular season. And now I've faced that playoff pressure and I can do it in the playoffs as well. I, I also, <laughs> funny enough, you said, hey, a guy who plays defense and shoots threes um, in the high pressure moments, that was supposed to be Josh Hart for us. I mean, listen, <laughs> Josh Hart doesn't, you know, here's the thing. Josh Hart doesn't really shoot threes at a high clip, but all season long when the pressure was on line, 
he hit threes in a lot of big moments. Today, he stank. <laughs> Today, he really stank. Um, granted, you know, he got some fouls that maybe weren't really fouls. But today, he stank, and he has been hesitant. He's been hesitant to shoot threes. So, I don't know. It, it, it's, that's why I said it's going to be rough because it's obviously he's been really great for us. He's been the reason why our bench has been so good. And the Knicks are going to sign him next season, mm-hmm. next off season. So, like, you know, you sign a, a veteran defending off, you know, a, a veteran defending three-point shooter. You got to move somebody out of the rotation. Who are you moving out? So it, it's going to be tricky. I don't even want to have that conversation of who right now. But it, it's just going to be tricky. <laughs> yeah, I think this was a season for Tom Thibodeau to make some changes and evolve, and he did. And for the regular, for the roster to gel and become a, a unit, to develop an identity. And I would say they did as well. This offseason is going to be the biggest for Leon Rose. Because uh, unlike, oh, it's Phil of his 20-year-old need with a guy that I'm guaranteed to be able to persuade in Jalen Brunson, he's going to have to make real serious decisions on who he's going to commit to in different positional needs. And I think those needs are going to be the, the three, the four, and possibly even the five. Uh, I'm not advocating for one way or another, but I think it's gonna, th- this season, this offseason is going to be all about Leon Rose and the choices that he makes. Uh, most importantly, the extension for Emmanuel quickly. Yeah, true. And we still got another game, man. I know we talk about next season. This is this is this is thrown. This is like the psyche of us right now. We still have another game to go. We still have another game to go. Uh, we need to repeat the effort that we had today and do better on the boards. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, and I do think that you know Knicks being at home should help them a bit. I do see the Knicks pulling out a win in game five. I'm hoping that's the case because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking with the home crowd behind them and the desperation, they, they should pull that out. Yeah. But the worry is, but the worry is game six in Miami. That's the worry right there. Because if they win game five, you know, can they overcome the pressure and win in Miami and, you know, games three and four showing that it's going to be really tough for them. So mm-hmm. you got to wait and see. You got to wait and see. You got to wait and see. Super chat. Shout out to Derek Avery who just, you know, give us a five dollar super chat just because I appreciate you. Appreciate you, Derek Avery. All right, everybody else. Somebody said, bring back Alec Burks. <laughs> listen, man, I always listen. I, I, I liked Alec Burks when he was in the uniform. I just hated the way Tibbs used them, man. The Alec Burks would have definitely been playing point guard today. <laughs> he still was Facts. He would be playing point guard. Oh man, we probably would have been cursing the game even more. Oh man. (laughs) (sighs) All right, had a little bit of chuckle out there. Anything? Anything else you want to talk about before we close out? Um, I think the only thing I gotta say is I'm just hoping that you know Game Five at MSG. I'm just hoping that MSG is rocking. Yeah. You know, give these dudes all the energy that you can give them because they're going to need it. Mm-hmm. I'm just hoping that the Knicks can just ride that crowd to give them the extra boost that they need to get over the heat in game five and just take it one game at a time. You know, at you know, like, yeah, it doesn't, you know, being down 3-1, we know that there's a low probability for the team that's down 3-1 to actually come back and win the series, but you're taking a game at a time, you never know. You never know. Hey, stranger things have happened in the NBA. You just never know, all right? We hoping that energy, that MSG crowd gives uh gives him gives them the energy like like you know the Goku the Goku spirit bomb type of situation. We hoping that's what's gonna happen for us uh, when we get back to MSG. All right, all right, but yo yo thank you guys for watching, man. I'm I'm gonna catch this this 
this uh Lakers versus Golden State. Shout out to everybody in chat and NBIC. San San shout out to Sandman, the number one Randall Club fan guy in the chat. I know you love Randall. Shout out to you, man. I'm gonna actually I'm gonna make her a KOT Randall T and I'm gonna send you a free one. Okay. <laughs> hey, I, I see MBIC in the chat um calling you know Tom Thibodeau number 31. Uh, I would love for MBIC to let us know what he would have done differently than Tibbs in this game that would have made us win the game with certainty because I can't think of a single thing schematically that Thibodeau had done. I would love to hear MBIC, Tibbs' number one hater, to educate us all on what he should have done uh, that would have outlasted a Hall of Fame top 15 of all time coach in Eric Spostra. The floor is yours, MBIC. <laughs> Matter of fact, NBIC should call it. I think this is, Yo, I think this is a great conversation to have between <laughs> Lee and NBIC. I think this would be a great conversation. So please call it. Shut up. Please call it NBIC. Shut up. <laughs> and you know, it's funny. Me and NBIC were two of the fire Tibbs people in the beginning of a season. But at, at some point, you have to acknowledge that Tibbs did evolve. If he hadn't evolved, I would, that sign would be right behind me. Loud and clear, oh, written with, with, with red blood ink. But so, Paul Wayne, let's have a discussion because I would love to hear his basketball acumen on what he sh- what Tibbs should have done to beat Eric Spoelstra this game. Hold up, he's about to call it right now. Hold up, oh, hey, do I have popcorn? <laughs> <laughs> but, but 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 you see, here's the thing though about people who hate on certain players or certain coaches, like they never want to give that player or that coach credit when they're actually doing well. Yeah. And they always wait until that coach is faltering or that player is faltering so that it fits yep. their narrative. No so doubt. They can go in there, you know, this player sucks, Rand, or that coach sucks, Rand. And that's why I can't stand about those people because they're not objective. Right. They just have they just have a straight hate for somebody. And no matter what that person does, it's just hate. They can yep. never give somebody credit, even when that player or that coach yeah. does well. Jay Ellis, would you ever imagine I would be on this side of a conversation? No, hell has frozen <laughs> and over. I'm, I am not even a Tom Thibodeau fan. I understand why he's gotten fired from Minnesota and Chicago. At some point, he loses the team, and the, the, he his approach becomes outdated. At yeah. some point, it's going to happen in New York. But the one thing that's happened here that didn't happen in other two stops, he's evolved in ways that have gotten us to a 47-win season and got us out of the first round against a higher-seeded team. Hey. The matchups and stamatity in that series were elite. It was one of the best overachieves in that first round. Like yeah. there's not anything to be upset at him about. He's getting outcoached Ooh. by the second best coach in the NBA. Like, come on, man. You listen, people were calling me a Tom Thibodeau uh guy, and I was just like, I'm not the biggest fan of him, but I just feel like he shouldn't be fired. <laughs> but people was like, You're the Tom Thibodeau disciple. I was like, I think he's cool. I just don't think he should be fired. <laughs> just, yeah. I don't think he's the best coach in the NBA. <laughs> I just think it was like, eh, it doesn't make sense to fire him right now. But, you know. Yeah. And Lee's man is on the line, though. Lee's man is on yes. the line. Oh, bring him in. Let's bring him in. <laughs> All right. In the left corner. <laughs> Wearing at 300 and some pounds. The number one Tibbs hater on the KOT show is the one, the only M B I C C C C. What's going on? Now, I'm not a Tibbs hater, dude. I'm just realistic, man. I mean, come on. Oh, uh, okay. I, I see. I, I see the signs. This- 
put this. I put this. I put this into perspective. Last, yesterday, I already told you, Tibbs is not a playoff coach. He's not. Mm-hmm. You look at his record. Agreed. He has a losing record as a playoff coach. I don't understand why everybody expects Tom Thibodeau to, to do this thing. We're we're praising him for benching Julius Randle. Like this whole season, he's not. He's an enabler. We already know that Julius Randle is not the man. He's 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 a all star player. He has talent, but he's not. We're trying to put him in a place where he can. This dude has mental health issues. How do we expect him to play? To step up to the challenge right now, and as far as his, he's been doing this the whole season. You have to. You can't get a player like Julius Randle and not know how to. Um, mold him or push his buttons to get him to do what you want him to do. He can't do that. He's an enabler. Okay. And I and I was telling I told people before. I'm gonna let you. I, I just let me say this because everybody's saying I'm a TJ. It's not. Is when Tom Thibodeau made it to the playoffs. Um, I'm sorry, the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. He beat an interim coach in. Um, what's his name? Uh. That Pacers coach, I forgot his name. I can't think of his name. Um, Rick Carlisle. But he was intern. No, it wasn't Rick Carlisle. It was um, the one that the Lakers coach that got fired. Oh, Vogel. Vogel. It was an intern, Vogel. And he beat Larry Drew. And he lost to Eric Spolstra. He does not know how to play in the postseason. Okay. He does not utilize the players. That's what I'm saying. He's been doing this the whole season. Question. And, play, and, it, and Question. everybody knows what he's going to do. Question. So how do you, I mean, if you know, this is what I'm saying. They know what he's going to do. Coach Bolstra knew everything he was going to do. And he knows he's not going to, he's not a good in-game decision maker. And okay. that's what he you, does. This is what he does. You're telling us everything that we've been hearing for the last, like, you know. Yes. What said. today? <laughs> Knicks versus Heat. Today. What would you have done differently today? He, okay. He could have made different looks. Okay. The whole thing about it is we kept, now mind you, and I'm not, I wasn't a big, um, what's this? I, I wasn't a big, I wasn't trying to get um, Mitchell. Like I wasn't on that, on that bandwagon. I, I think that was a crazy trade. Mm-hmm. But you kept Grimes out of that trade. How much is Grimes average? To my point, yeah. How many? How much are you? Are we talking about trades? Are we talking about what would? What no, would no, no, no. Trade? I'm asking that, a question. That, how much does Grimes average? What, like nine points a game or ten points a game? Okay, so we kept Grimes out of. And I'm not saying I'm not. I'm not saying I want you to hear my point. I'm not saying that we should have traded Grimes and we should have traded for Donovan Mitchell, but we made such a big deal out of Grimes. Grimes, I believe he has potential. But he's not utilized. He averages nine points a game. You mean to tell me that when you're ISOing, you can't kick it out the Grimes? You can't find a way for him to average at least 10 to 15 points a game? This is what I'm saying. During the regular season, he does not utilize players. You have issues with defense, right? Why isn't, why isn't um, your best on the, on the ball defender next to Grimes? It's who? Deuce, why not Deuce? Why isn't Deuce playing? This is do or die. 
and you don't have Deuce Blaine, you're not changing up anything. You're not giving Miami different. Looks. So okay, I'm, I'm just making. What I'm trying to say. So you want you want more Deuce? You said you want more Deuce McBride's play. That's what you're saying. This today, you today you want more Deuce and you want more Grimes. But Grimes played today. You find you find more ways to get Grimes involved. He's a three point shooter. He was shooting forty percent. Why is he not shooting the ball more? You're supposed to get him. And this is what I'm saying. Everybody knows that it's an ISO heavy system. Okay, this is this is this is what we do. So, what do you think? This, what do you think Spoelstra is going to do? You're saying that he's a Hall of Fame coach. You're saying that he's. A, you think that he's not going to be prepped for that? You can't stop Jimmy. Jimmy got a bad ankle. Okay, so you don't, you don't go at him. Look at this is what I'm saying. Obvious things. You change it up. You know everybody knows what Tom Thibodeau was going to do. You change it up. He has a ton of talent on this team, and they're not being utilized. Obi Toppin. You don't utilize him. Why are you not running more? You got Obi Toppin. You got you're starting Josh Hart. Why? Because he's because he's successful. No, you don't. He's a, he's not a starter. He is a bench player. As much as listen, I love the Josh Hart trade, but he always rides people, and, they, and everybody knows we know it. Okay, and all right. Knows it. Okay, and so, they always adjust. All right, all right, all right. Uh, I appreciate you, man. I don't know. What do you What do you have to say, Natalie? I'm saying out. Uh, Grimes <laughs> took the uh, in in the course of the playoffs. Grimes took the most shots in the entire playoffs tonight. Uh, it was a, a playoff high eight shots tonight. And Grimes also probably had his best all-around game as well with nine points, five rebounds, and two assists. So I think Grimes was integrated into the offense, but it, you can't win a game by running offense through Quentin Grimes. That's what not even Quentin Grimes' role right now, and his role shouldn't be in his second year in the NBA to have the offense ran through him in a playoff game. A, a, a do-or-die game four is an absurd proclamation. Neither should it be ran through Miles McBride. The offense should be ran through R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, and Jalen Brunson, with everyone else being a secondary option or tertiary option within a set play. So there's nothing schematically that Tibbs could have done because he gave Darius McBride an opportunity to show what he could bring to the offense, and it was nothingness. Defensively, he was fine, but it wasn't anything any better than what Quentin Grimes and Josh Hart was giving you defensively. So at least they gave you the offensive component of the ball. Quentin Grimes was integrated. Now he was integrated. He started. Tibbs made the change that everyone on Twitter was saying, bench Josh Hart, start Quentin Grimes. He did. And then Grant Grimes played extended minutes. He finished the game. What more do you want? Obi Toppin was ass tonight. You don't bench Julius Randle and put Obi Toppin in. Not only do you lose, now you get blown out. There's nothing that Tibbs could have done different. Differently to outclass the second best coach in the NBA, not in the playoffs in the NBA. This man has two rings for a reason. He's in the playoffs perennially for a reason. He's about to hit the conference finals three times in the last four years for a reason. He's an elite coach. He got Jimmy Butler and a bunch of bums in the finals for a reason. <laughs> we got me defending Tom Thibodeau. Bro. Hell done, freeze over, man. This is ridiculous. <laughs> to lead a Tom Thibodeau lover, all right? Tom Thibodeau <laughs> disciple, all right? <laughs> oh, man. I mean, honestly, yo, like, I was listening to the whole thing. I was like, I don't think, like, 
I mean, MBIC ain't got nothing against dude. You know, dude's a cool dude. But I'm just like, I love I'm, him. I'm, I'm just there listening to the whole like diatribe about Thibodeau in Game Four, what he would have done differently, and I didn't hear anything substantial where I'm like, you know, yeah, that's a good point. You know, maybe Thibs could have done that. Like, like the like Lee said, like Grimes was integrated into the offense. He took seven threes. Like what? You, like what? He want to take 15 threes? Like I don't understand. Like <laughs> I don't get it. Like, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get the point he's trying to make there, and then, and then it's like you know, give the Miami Heat different looks and this and that. Like, yeah, Thibs did give the Miami Heat different looks tonight. He took, he put Josh Hart back to the bench. Yeah, put Grimes to the starting lineup. Grimes played forty-two minutes tonight. Yeah, Grimes wasn't even hitting twenty minutes in the previous they, game. They had all sorts of coverages today. They had yeah. Mitch helping on Jimmy. I saw some people saying Mitch is Mitch is playing lazy all of a sudden. Mitch wasn't playing lazy. In the second half, Mitch was was staying home on Bam because Bam was killing us in the first yes. half. He wasn't playing lazy, guys. He and they stopped doubling Jimmy around the perimeter. They exactly. just gave him single coverage on the perimeter, and then they threw that that second defender on him once he crossed the free throw line, which is exactly how you should play him because at that point yeah. he's in prime position to either score on, off the dribble or pass as a playmaker. Yeah. I thought Tibbs defended Jimmy as best you could and really limited Jimmy. Matt Struess was hitting Clay Thompson threes. Yeah. You can't guard that. Yeah. Ewan Martin was yeah. dunking for the free throw line. <laughs> you can't stop that. Come on, man. Yeah, like it's really. Yeah. I'll, 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 I'll give NBIC small. I'll give him a little bit of bail. I can like follow over the bail. The only, the only thing um, I've been begging for all season that hasn't been done is Grimes off ball shooting. Like, Having Grimes run off of screens. It's the only thing I'll say. I've always wanted all season. Um, everything else, though, I like. I feel like Tibbs pretty much had his hands tied today. That's just me. Yeah. yeah, and the funny thing is, like, they did have a play where Grimes did run off screens, but he never took the shot, though. Because mm -hmm. I was expecting – I think it was a play. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't remember what quarter it was. But Grimes basically, basically ran off two screens. That's what's up. And he and he got fed the ball. I thought he was gonna pull up for three because I was like, he had the he had the wide open shot, but he never took the shot. He mm. just pretty much just dribbled the ball and then just pass it off. And I was like, and, and I'm thinking that okay, if Grimes is running off two screens, I'm thinking that he's gonna shoot the shot because there's a reason why they haven't run off two screens to get him an open shot, and he ends up not shooting it. Yeah, so that's something like, probably gonna have to practice in the offseason because the yeah. first time I actually even seen them do that was in the Cavs game, like game two or three of the Cavs game. I was like, oh my god. They ran Grimes off a. They, they had like Grimes run from right to left, and then they set like a small screen, and then they passed the ball on the cross. Like, oh my god, set play for Grimes! And I almost lost my shit, <laughs> and then he got injured. <laughs> so hopefully he practiced that more in the off season. Fritz says he wants to call in. Fritz, you got something to say? Go ahead. I know you, you want to speak on Tibbs. All right. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, I just. I know Tibbs is a is a, hey, is a Tibbs. Cool, Fritz is a Tibbs hater. I already know that. I'm not gonna kill Tibbs today. Okay, um, okay. I just I just don't think you can you can question his like individual decisions. I think his individual decisions are fine. I think just after the season when it's when it's all done, that's when you you review what he did for the season, what he made changes in the season. Um, the Knicks have to make a choice of what they want to do going forward. It more has to do with style, development style, not individual decisions. So I don't – people want to nitpick. That's not what you want to do. 
you have to think, do the Knicks expect more next time around? So right. does does Tibbs have to add something to add something to his game? Do they think, you know, he can add that to his coaching style? At that point, that's when you need to make a decision. It's not about this game, what happened in game four. It, that, that has nothing to do with it. He did the best way he did. He did exactly what you expected him to do. And he did a good job. Like, the, the shots just wasn't falling. Yeah, the rebound, he, 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 what are you going to say? Uh, try harder? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's, 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 that's what it comes down to. I, I think those decisions will come in the offseason. But it's going to be more about style, not what he did in game four of the second round. Yeah, that's a part of me. Even part of me, even, even if I'm thinking about next season, like a part of me just wants to, unless some big obvious change comes where like some superstars coming, a part of me just wants to like let this group cook a little bit more because there's so many young pieces here. You know what I mean? A part of me just wants to be like, you know what? Let's cook. Keep this group together. See if the chemistry can grow to another level. See if people's roles can get get even more, you know, solidified and then make it some, a part of me is thinking that, but uh, uh, that's just me. I, I, I will say that Leon Rose seems to be not, does not seem to be content. We got, we signed Brunson and he still tried to trade for Donovan Mitchell. We yeah. had Brunson. We, we were having a great season and he still tried to trade for Zach Levine at the deadline. People forget about that Zach Levine trade. He I, was, that was, that was at the, 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 the end zone almost happening. And then he wouldn't include Grimes. So the deal fell apart. So he's gone after Donovan. He's gone after Zach Levine. This summer, he's going after somebody else. He can take to the bank for sure. He's I know he is. I yeah. definitely know he's going to go after somebody else. Will it be the right decision? Is that's the question? Is the question? I don't think Zach Levine's the right the right answer or Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, like I don't I don't know if we just want to go after a name to be just because it's a name. Like, yeah. and you, gosh, of course Zach Levine is amazing. Like. Zach Levine is still a dog. I, I still, I still feel like, I still feel like Knicks fans underrate him. Um, but at the same time, like, I don't know if giving up the the farm for Zach Levine is is, is the the right decision. Uh, but yeah, we still got another game to play, though. We still have another game to play. So, <laughs> facts. I, 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 we're definitely jumping the gun with the summer talk, knowing that you know the series is not over yet, and like you know, like we said, you know, where the things has happened, you know. Mm-hmm. Three one down is not a high probability to win that series, but you know things has happened in the past where you know things that you don't expect happen. So exactly. you just gotta wait and see. Exactly, exactly. You gotta wait and see. You gotta wait and see. Thanks for calling, NBIC. Thanks for calling. Even though, you know, <laughs> thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Uh, Samman said he's calling next. Here's <laughs> <laughs> night right. on. Monday night. Haters night. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we having the haters ball tonight. Hey, hey, the hey, 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 like if you were told me five months ago I'd be defending Tibbs against taller, especially NBIC. Oh my goodness. He was in the choir with me to, to fire Tibbs, but I mean I don't have a personal vendetta against Tibbs. I don't call him 31. You know, I, I don't I don't hate him as a man or a person. I think he's an, a very, very, very good regular season coach. 
but his 410 playoff record proves that you know he's not he's an average playoff coach and he ha- absolutely has his flaws. 0 and 7 when you're down 2-1 is not a good record to have. If you would have told me two months ago that Lee would turn into an in- a Tibbs intern, I would have never believed you. All right. <laughs> I am not a Tibbs intern. <laughs> Oh, Tibbs, Tibbs interns would not have sent me into their <laughs> Most Tibbs interns hate my ass. <laughs> and I dart board with my face on it. <laughs> yeah, leave the the staff. Leave the video guy. Oh, Man, my. Yeah, the Tibbs, oh, Tibbs video Tibbs guy? You're the Tibbs video <laughs> Oh, man. Tibbs video guy is funny. All right. <laughs> turn. Oh, my God. All right, that was a, that was a nice little <laughs> shuffle. <laughs> All right, I got nothing else, man. I got nothing. Uh, rebound more, less turnovers. Um, more focused on the defense. Jesus, Randall pissed me off in, in spots today. I'm not even gonna hold you. He pissed me off in spots. Something like I, I'm watching Mitch, Mitch Robinson out here battling people, risking life and letting the block shots, and then I'm and then I'm watching Randall not. Run back on defense. I'm just like, bro. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but it was, there wasn't like whole big stretches of that, but there was just like moments where I'm just like, give a little bit more, you know, just a little bit more. Free yeah. throws. We gotta hit free throws. It's like little little things, man. Little things. Just little things. Huh? Yeah, also, and also, Randall needs to take care of the ball better too. Six turnovers is not a good look. Yeah, he six. Needs to take over the. He needs to take care of the ball better as well. Yeah, six turnovers is, is not good at all. It's not good. I know we got that. Uh, some of these foul calls was woof. Yeah. The the foul against Josh Hart because he ran into Cal Lowry's elbow was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there, there were a lot. There were a lot of questionable calls in that game. To be real, was a lot. Jimmy got the supers. Ooh, it was a, for like yes, the first half. Yes, Grimes was just like, "What do I even do? <laughs> like, what do? What do I even do? I, I I feel like even like the beginning of the third quarter, there was a moment where Jimmy just went to the straight to the hole. I think they just got out the way because they didn't want to get a foul. Like, it was just like, if I just breathe on him, they're going to call a foul on me. So I'm going to just move out the way. It's crazy. It's crazy. Crazy. But, uh, yeah, next game, we'll see. We we come back to New York, baby. We got to be ready. We got to be cursing. We got to bring it to the heat. So let's get it. All right? Yeah, the, the next game is a uh, it's a pride thing. Yeah. If you if you lose a series at home in MSG, gotta man, there's going to be a lot of people calling for a lot of people's heads. This summer, it's yeah. gonna be knee jerk reaction city, baby. Knee jerk. The Twitter is knee jerk reaction. It is. That's all. That's all that is. Facts. That's all that is. All right, that is our show. <laughs> this is a good time to end it. <laughs> Let them know they can find you, sir. Uh, on Twitter at underscore Lee Espino. I've I've been trying to like pause on fighting with Knit fans, but man, they just be in my DMs, just like. Are they being your DMs? Wanting to smoke, man. I might fight in five of them right now. This like <laughs> talking about firing Tibbs and trade Randall and like, the I'm call like, in. Just get it. Just I'm like, bro, man. Like, uh, I'm like, just I don't have the energy to be typing all day, yo. I don't have the type stamina. So miserable, <laughs> you know. People are so miserable. I, I'm not a Tibbs fan, but 
Who you don't replace him with, man? No matter who you replace him with, we lose a series. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Lee. Even if you're not a Tibbs fan or a fan of person, if you challenge somebody who has an extreme view, to them you're a fan. Yeah. So even yeah. so, it doesn't matter if you feel like your your approach is measurable or not. The fact that you're not as far off the deep end as they are in their brain, you're a fan. So it it's it's also absurd just to look the way Leon Rose operates in the relationship he has with Tom Thibodeau. There's no way he's going to be fired in this contract. Right? He probably won't be re-signed, but there's no way he's going to be fired. That would run counter to everything Leon Rose has done since being president yeah. of basketball operations. Yeah. I've been saying that for years, Ryan. I'm like, I've been saying that for years. Like Tibbs is Leon's boy. He is not. He's not just going to be rid of him. Yeah. It's not happening. That, 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 right. they, they go I've back. said that all season too. Even when I said fire him, I said he won't be fired. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he wouldn't be fired. I just wanted him fired. Exactly. I knew he wouldn't. Was gonna, You're yeah. right. They're, they're, they're besties, man. Exactly. They besties. They best friends. They got matching the lower bat tattoos. They best friends. Oh, Tram stamps. Love it, bro. You probably got, you know, one and a half is. <laughs> the other half, and he put them together, and then you know, form like Voltron on you know, when he put their backs. Never mind, my cheek, your cheek, oh my god, that's a lot of cheek. God damn, you need a pause. <laughs> that's a big pause right there. Big, big pause. <laughs> Prezi the boss said, let the Kenny A or Mike Bud rumors begin. Didn't Mike Bud lose in Terrence That's what I'm saying. Like, like, you know, Mike, team? like, like, he, like yo, he lost to the Heat in five. And, they, so, and, they, uh, and they have Giannis. You, y'all, y'all, y'all complaining about Tibbs not adjusting, and you want to you bring Bud in. Yep. <laughs> like, yo, his players said after the series is over, lack of adjustments were made. Like, come on now. Come on, son. There's no, there's no obvious answer for coach anywhere. Yo, I don't know how I, I don't know how accurate this is. Playbook Sports, I don't know if that's a real account. Said Nitz Power Forward, Joyce Rando, and Coach Tom Thibodeau were heard having a heated verbal exchange following their Game Four loss against the Heat. Playbook, it might be clickbait. That sounds like some BS. <laughs> yeah, it does sound like some BS. But if it really did happen, I'm glad. They they need to they ass. They, they should find the ass right now. And if there's anyone that should be arguing, it's those two. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Run back on defense. Ice, ice. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> oh, I'm a, I'm gonna go see if it's actually real or not. But yeah, that's the show, man. Hope you guys uh, Wait, uh hold up. I, I ain't say my socials yet. My bad, my bad, my bad. Right. Yeah, and, and I also got some smoke for, for someone in the chat because I see that we have some um unwanted visitors <laughs> chat. So first and foremost, you can find me on Instagram at Sergi is chilling. Sergi is chilling. That's S-I-R-G-I-C-H-I-L-L-I. And you can also find me at Sergi's Corner. You can also find me on Twitter at Ryan G K O T. And for that random ass heat fan that came into our chat talking about heat in five. Sir, do you have nothing better to do than to go into Nick's content creators' chats and trying to rile up some some crap? Like, do you, you don't have anything better to do? Aren't you in South Beach? <laughs> in the beach right there? <laughs> no, I'm trying to check out some women. Like, yo, why are you in a Nick's content creator chat trying to cause trouble? My guy, all I got to tell you is go out there, look at some women, but I know about the women in Miami. 
Check it. Boss. Oh man. Oh man. I know there's too many thoughts in Miami for him to be in this chat trying to disrupt us, man. Go enjoy the thoughts, bro. Oh my <laughs> it's thought summer. <laughs> oh, I'm about to say something, but I want to lose the channel. All right, that's the show. <laughs> that's the show. All right. Ah, oh, I got some Clevelanders there. All right, good show, guys. Good shows, and you know, it's funny. Heat fans are in the chat. Heavy last last post game, but I I I, I, I welcome the smoke. It's cool. It's fun. All good fun. All right, that's our show. You can find us at. I'm gonna let you know the. Where are you? Where are you? All right. Yeah, you can find us. Oh, yeah, yeah. Keep the snapbacks, though. KOT, snapbacks, have the nicktownshow.com. All I got to do is go there, hit catalog, boom, snapbacks, black and white, and blue and orange. Also, follow us on the KOT show on Twitter, the Nicktown show on Instagram, and the Nicktown show on Facebook as well. Also, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher is where you can listen to our pod. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, though, you can listen to us. So definitely check those places out and, um, you know, like it and give us good reviews and all that other stuff. All right. So shout out to the listeners and thank you for supporting us. All right. That is our show. Um, you know what it is. We, we back for the, for the next game. Hopefully we get the next win. All right. But that's our show. And as always, shout out the World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. Messed out here in these Knicks YouTube streets. That's our show. We out of here. Hire Tibbs.